Guys, I'm bringing the party to you. Samsonite. I was way off. Hold on to your butts. Text, I'm not even mad. That's amazing. Great to have you on the Stephen Corson Show, where we like to talk about money, life, and everything else. This show is all about revamping how you think about money and how to use it to live the life that you want. I'm excited you made this show part of your financial journey. So let's get to it. Okay, so for the record, I did not, it was not my idea to talk about the dirty R word today. Okay, uh, it, I have had a lot of people asking me about this. And yes, when I say the dirty R word, uh, I mean, if recession was a four letter word, it would be like the worst word in finance. I mean, we even have a depression, which isn't as bad, even though it sounds worse than a recession, in my opinion, uh, we would rather be going through a depression than a recession. Whoever was in charge of naming these things decided to do that. But the point is the R word is very dirty. One was not my idea. I'm addressing concerns that I am getting from people all across the board. Uh, wanting to know is the United States and potentially other global economies going into a recession. Um, I am not an economist. I read things. I understand some basic facts. Um, And the general answer is I don't know. I really don't. Now, are things going to get worse in 2022 before they get better? Yeah, I think you can pretty much count on that. Uh, a lot of the dips in stocks and different things that we've had so far, we weren't anticipating a lot of that happening until at least March or April when interest rates started to hike up. And that's a whole nother discussion uh, for another time. So the fact that the government and this administration doesn't seem to really have a good take on uh, like a plan. I mean, I talk about this all the time for people's personal lives. Like the worst plan is no plan. That is the worst plan. And that's exactly what the Fed did. They pretty much came out and said, okay, we think we have a plan. Everybody was like, okay, cool. You're going to take interest rates up. It'll hurt a little bit. We get it, but we're ready. Then they came back and they said, eh, we might need to do more. Or eh, we don't. And they threw uncertainty out there. And uncertainty is, again, it's, it's no plan. And that is the worst thing that you could do. But that's what they've done. So anyway, if we go into a recession or a depression or anything, that a tough economic environment, I don't like I said, I don't know what it's going to be. But what I do know is this. Here are three things that you need to do to be prepared. So first, let you know, as as we've talked about, inflation is the worst that it's ever been in 40 years, 40 years. OK, that was in 2021, 7 percent. If you had one hundred thousand dollars sitting in the bank, guess what? It's worth ninety three thousand dollars. I mean, it is the silent wealth killer. So the government keeps trying to pass all these bills to spend for money that we don't have, which means they want to print more money, which means higher inflation. So again, I still think we are going to see higher than usual inflation in 2022 compounded on what happened in 2021. So the Fed is in a weird place. And for those of you who aren't aware of the roles of government, the Fed uh, controls uh, how we print money. The president does not control that. And that's one of the great things about uh, the American economy. Uh, go watch the Hamilton musical if you want to understand it a little bit more. Uh, they display it brilliantly. But uh, the president does not control the flow of money, whether or not we are printing it or not. Um, he can pass policies to where we'll probably have to print some because we can't pay for it. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. So the problem is we are stuck between the economy overheating, which just means that it's reached the limits of its capacity. 
um, and you know, basically means like we're at full employment. So everybody who has a job, you know, wants a job. And you're kind of seeing this in the uh, economy right now, to where like, you know, if people don't want to work, they're just not working. The other problem is that we have an affordability crisis. So you have this mass exodus of people from New York to California. I think their uh, states for population uh, has decreased the biggest it has in decades. And the reason is people are fleeing to lower cost of living areas. We just sold our house and, you know, in Gainesville, Florida, we don't even live in like a Miami or anything like that. And someone from California moved here. And the reality is they can sell their tiny apartments or small little homes for three times the national average compared to a lot of neighboring states. And then they can come into these states, get bigger homes, and they can pay cash for them. They don't need loans and they can drive the price up. Well, it takes a lot of houses off the market, makes the average price go up, and then all of a sudden it gets harder for the average citizen that's been living in that area to be able to afford these homes. And that's what we're seeing happen across the United States. So, and, and you're seeing it in other parts of the world as well. So affordability crisis, and I mean, then you throw in the truckers and supplies and uh, all this other stuff, it's, it's getting difficult out there. So like I said, there's a lot of things happening in the world right now to make it more expensive, harder to make ends meet. So what do we do about it? What do we do about it as things get harder and if we go into a recession? Well, this is what you need to do to be prepared. First, you need to know that the average recession over the past 50 years has lasted about 11.6 months. So pretty much a year. A year is 12 months, all right? It used to be about 21 months. So almost freaking two years. Uh, that would be really tough to get through. But the good news is, after we've been through enough of them as a nation, we have figured out ways to handle them a little bit better. But still, a year is a really long time. And it doesn't mean like, hey, after a year, everything's perfect and honky-dory. No, if anything, it just means that after a year, things are starting to trend back up. So that's the first thing that you need to understand is how long does a recession actually last? How long do we have to weather the storm? So next, we have to go and we have to start with the next most fun, amazing, exciting, exhilarating, thrilling investment that every single person should have. Every person, did I say person? Person should have. There you go. The investment that I am talking about is everybody needs at least six months expenses saved. Boom. There it is. Everybody should have it. I know, Stephen, you totally misled me there. I thought you were going to say something sexy. I thought this was going to be cool. I mean, are we going to be talking some new crypto coin that was coming about? No, 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 no. Not what I'm talking about at all. Before you invest in anything else, the first investment you need to make is in your financial foundation. Without that, none of your, your investments will actually potentially hurt you because then when things go down, and you need money to pay rent or to buy groceries and your bank account's empty, well, guess what? Then you got to go take it out of investments. And in a recession, when they're down 30%, that $10,000 you just stuck in some random stock that your uncle told you about that was going to skyrocket, well, it was worth 10 grand. Now it's only worth 7,000. And you have to pull it out and you've lost your grand because you can't wait for things to rebound. So you have to have a financial foundation. Sorry, I got the sniffles today, guys. So anyway, moving on. 
that is where we start, everybody, six months. Now, you may say, Stephen, uh, well, six months is great, but you just told me that a recession is pretty much about a year. You're right, I did. Six months to me is the bare minimum, okay? I always tell people I want to see six to 12 months expenses saved. Now, here's the thing. For me, I think it's totally fine for most people to do nine months, because here's the thing. If we go into this massive recession and you get laid off and you can't work, well, guess what? You're not going to be living life at the same level, or you shouldn't be if you have half of a brain, uh, at the same level that you were when things were good and you had a job. So if you lose your job, you should be able to cut back a hefty amount of your expenses. Well, if you have nine months done, then what will happen is you will be able to stretch that to about 10, 11 months. Hopefully by then you would have been able to land another job and you won't really have to go into debt. And if you do, again, if we stretch another month or two, maybe put a little bit on a credit card, it's a minimal amount of damage compared to, I don't know, say half a year. So like I said, nine months is fine. I wouldn't ever do more than 12 months for anybody out there because it should get you through that. And honestly, anything, more than 12 months is just money that's not out there working for you in investments. Um, so that's fine. So six to 12 months is the cap. Six is the minimum. 12 is the most. Nine, I think, is a great sweet spot. That tends to be what I, I stick in there. Uh, the rest of my money is out there in the in the investment worlds working, working for me. So that is what you need to do. Get that done. Next, if you have investments that aren't handled by a professional, if they are handled by a professional wealth manager or whoever, then you need to go talk to those people and you need to say, hey, what is your plan? What are we going to do with X investment if we start rolling into this and understand what they're doing? You don't have to, you don't have to completely grasp it all, but it's worth asking, hey, if you guys lose 20% of my money, like what, what's gonna happen? What's our plan? What are we doing? Take ownership of it, even if it is somebody else, all right? The other thing is, if you do not have a professional managing, uh, managing all your investments or any of them, then just know this, the more risk that is involved in the investment, the more likely it will tank pretty heavily. That's right. It will go straight down. The more conservative the investment, then guess what? It will probably weather it a little bit better. Now, does every investment go down in a recession? No, some things do really well due to scarcity and the price gets driven up. But again, you have to really know what you're talking about. So in general, the majority, I mean, that is a recession, right? Investments go down. The majority of the investments are going to go down. So how you handle that is really important. Do research on, hey, I invest in a lot of tech companies. How do tech companies do during recessions? Hey. I'm in a lot of commodities. I'm buying rice and beef and oil. Do those do well in it? Hey, I'm a super boring, I hate making money with my money, so I buy bonds. Um, how does how do those do in, in a uh, recession? Those are the kind of things that you need to be able to have some type of educated answer. And guess what? There's so much information available out there. You can do a handful of Google searches. The data is out there on the performance of these things. You will be able to see it. Go back and see how it did in 2000. See how the, the type of investments the industries you're in did in 2008. See how the types of investments you did all the way, if, you know, depending on where they were back in you know, the 1980s when they had the crash then. So go do all those things. Do just a little bit of homework. You can figure this out in an hour and have a pretty good game plan in place. Okay. 
Next, the worst thing that you can do. So that was like point one A, here's point one B. The worst thing you can do is realize, hey, you know what? Kind of like here we are in January. Oh, wow, stock market's down pretty bad, actually. A lot of my investments, ooh, not looking good. Um, what am I going to do about this? I'm freaking out a little bit. My money's going down. They're saying the world is going to end. Yep, pretty sure it's the apocalypse. Second coming of Jesus. Time to cash out, ladies and gentlemen, and go move to a bunker in the hills. If that is the panic that you are starting to feel, if you are starting to come to a place and you just think, oh man, this is it. This is the big one. This is where the world economies break up or, or you know what, I'm going to lose 50% of my portfolio. I'm not going to be able to retire. Whatever the case is, take a deep breath, slow down a little bit. It's going to be okay. The worst thing you can do is realize too late that, hey, the dip's already here. And then you turn around and you panic sell at a low point. That's unfortunately what a lot of people did in 2008 with the real estate and all these other things. And guess what? It rebounded hard within six to 12 months, depending on what you were invested in. Um, you know, you have to be very careful. Even now, I mean, just to give you an idea, I looked at my portfolio, things were, I mean, it looked like it, we had dropped off a cliff in the Grand Canyon, just boom, straight down as of last week and pretty much every single investment that I'm in. And I just waited and was patient. I didn't buy anything more. I didn't sell anything. I just waited. And then guess what? A week later, I went back and checked it. My entire portfolio is up another $25,000. After one week, and I did nothing. Things just started to rebound a little bit. Now, it doesn't mean it won't go back down, but it also means that, hey, it could be getting a little bit better. We don't know. So the thing is, do not make an emotional decision during this time. That is what will cause you to lose a lot of money and have way more regret. Okay, you're better off holding on for the long term and forgetting about it. So please do not panic sell. Uh, if you have one that's just really not doing well and you know the company is not doing well or whatever it is you're invested in, uh, you're underwater on a house because it flooded and it's literally underwater. I mean, if you have something obvious like that, that's one thing. But if we're just talking about the general markets, uh, just, just hold through it, please. Uh, and and hopefully you will come out of uh, the other side of it better than where you were if you would have panic sold at the bottom, okay? Moving on to the very last one. And this is some, uh, please hear what I'm saying on this one, okay? When it comes to a recession, you need to make sure that all of your credit cards are paid off on a monthly basis. You should have no balance, all right? Now, many of you are going, wait, that's a tip for the recession? Yes, here's why. First off, this is a no-brainer, and it's something you should do anyway. You should not be carrying a balance on your credit card because you're paying 16 to 30% on that thing. And guess what? There's no investment out there that is going to pay you more than 16 to 30% on a month-over-month -month basis. So the best thing you can do is to, quote-unquote, invest into paying off your debt. So credit cards, get rid of them. You do not need to be carrying a monthly balance. However, if you do, if you are in the middle of that financial journey and you are on that step to where you are working to pay them off, you're being diligent, you're trying to get that $30,000 bill down to 20,000 or whatever the case is, that's great. Put some extra focus on it if you can. Get it down as quickly as possible because here's why. 
when you have that six to 12 month uh, financial foundation, if let's say you had only six months saved up, we hit a recession, you're able to stretch that six months to eight, you don't have a job for 10 months. Well, guess what? If your credit cards were already maxed out before you got into that, well, then guess what? You're going to have to take out more debt if you can even get it. And you're probably going to pay a higher interest rate because of it. So the best thing you can do is to have the credit card for an emergency situation. If you are laid off, can't get a good job or a job at all for eight months, then you know, you have to use a credit card for an extra two, three months, you're not as bad in the hole. And then when we're coming out of the recession, you do get a job, you pay off the credit card as quickly as you can. It's the first thing you do. So that is, again, it's a safety net. It's not one I hope that anybody ever needs to use. Hopefully you will have enough saved up. You'll be able to write it. And listen, there's a lot of jobs you can get during the recession. We live in the digital economy nowadays. It's never been easier to make money. It's unbelievable. You just have to do a little homework and know what it is you're doing. But the reality is it does have impacts on people. You don't want to get stuck in a job that you absolutely hate because you are desperate for money. Uh, if you can you know, pick um, take your time to pick something that you really enjoy and or at least can tolerate for the time being, um, then that's great. That's what a financial foundation can give you. So those are the three big things that you need to make sure that you do to prepare uh, and be ready in case we ever do enter or not in case we do. We will enter a recession. They are cyclical. They do come. I just don't know if it's coming immediately this year in 2022. But like I said, uh, so recap, you need to know how long they are. Average recession lasts for about a year. So make sure that you're preparing for that and have a financial foundation for, you know, like I said, nine months is really that sweet spot, in my opinion. Um, the next, if you do have money that is handled by a professional, talk to them, see what the plan is. What are you invested in? If you don't have a private, uh, a finance, uh, a financial planner or anything like that, then you need to make sure you understand how your investments tend to perform in a recession. Have a plan. The worst plan is no plan. And then the last one, like I said, this is advice for every day regardless, is to pay off that credit card, be super vigilant about it, get it done, get that balance to zero. It's totally fine if you want to use a credit card every month. I, you know, if you are somebody who has the discipline to do it, I, auto pay that thing. Don't even worry about it. You will never pay interest on it and you'll reap the rewards and you'll keep your credit score up and you will get fantastic loan rates. That's great. But if you can't, then freaking just go pay them off and then chop them up. Do what you need to do. They're for emergencies only. And uh, guess what? Recessions are about as emergency as they come. So those are the three things I got for you. Cross our fingers. Hopefully we won't be running into the R word here anytime soon, but that is yet to be determined. So stay prepared and I will talk to you next time.